wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hi, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Yes, and it is White Hat Wednesday. That's right. It is. And uh, yeah, we uh, I'm I'm excited to kind of get into this topic. Yeah. Uh, first, we always have announcements. And right now it's the the uh, um, deal structure, uh-huh. uh, which is August 1st and um, tickets are available. Tons so, of data coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it's going to come in later than We've, I had hoped. And so we'll yeah. be scrambling to bring it all together, but it, it's, it's uh, going to happen. It'll be good. Yeah. And... There's a ton of data already. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah. Looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, good interest. It'll, it'll be a rich day. Yeah. And so, you know, you, uh, you folks uh, just don't wait too late to yeah, register. Right. Let's get you in there. You're right. And so it'll be Jim and Mr. Chuck Bonona, who, uh, Bonano, 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 um, who is very well known in um, the industry. He's right now the the executive director of FIADA Florida. In, in Florida. And then also Brent Carmichael, who is a um, one of these one of the head moderators for NCM and he handles all their buy here, pay here. And he's been doing it um, so long that Jim was one of his clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in one of his 20 groups right. um, for NCM quite a while Correct. ago. So two really uh, well-versed, um, uh, educated people besides Jim that will be there. to. And we're going to talk about numbers apart. and try to, to yeah. uh, share the numbers and not so much, uh, you know, have anybody mm-hmm. tell anybody what they should do as much as here's what the numbers say now do with it yeah. what you will right so yeah, math doesn't part. lie a lot yeah, of times so, that's right or most yeah yeah math and lie. so we have to just get transparent with what the numbers are yeah. and let dealers see as much as they can see and let them draw then, their own conclusions own conclusions and and move forward with what what they're comfortable with yeah so it'll be a lot about underwriting that day yeah. so yeah look forward to having some of you so, in there Today's White Hat Wednesday. Do we have anything else we need to talk about before we get into the topic? No, just a lot of uh, activity around our September event. It could be that we're down to one seat uh, by the end of this week. So, um, you know, obviously mm-hmm. they could all be gone. So if you're, if you're interested, interested in that, yeah, let us know. That's, that's going to be, are gonna get it's going to be pretty, um, just for pretty, uh, that will be an impactful three days. Yeah. And uh, so our new CEO, yeah. uh, Jerry Martinez, will also be mm-hmm. part of the coaching faculty there. So, You'll hear mm-hmm. more about his particular background yeah. soon. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so today we're diving into a big subject. <laughs> we, and uh, we just kind of already declared, like yesterday, we just kind of had an, a sudden awareness that this was a place yeah. that we needed to go and and kind of go in a big way and bring a lot of people to the conversation going forward for today. Yes, we're just we're going to kind of give you an overview about what it is, what yeah. it means, where we're going to go, why we think it matters, why we think it matters. And this week has been we've seen evidence like time after time. Yeah. And, and I shared with Michelle, like if I just look at the last three business days, like starting Friday, and we, we were sick Saturday, Sunday, but Friday. Yeah, we so sick this weekend. It was Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, For, pretty impactful yeah. interactions with amazing dealers and colleagues mm-hmm. that um, had a theme running through 
Yeah, and I think, yeah. you know, you can make the case that this uh, is always part of a lot of our business conversations. But mm-hmm. I think with this, these recent conversations just been so front and center. It's been so apparent across so many of these conversations that it's like we, we really should address. And this is not really about Jim and Michelle. It's because of the interactions that we've had this week that you see the, the impact and the benefit of establishing a degree of trust. So for yeah. me, what that kind of looks like when I think about, you know, how do I hope that dealers in our segment? Because what we're talking about is trust in business, trust yeah. between a business and a customer, trust between a business and a business. But it's about trust in that kind of world, that right. kind of realm. Yeah. And so I think when I when I look at the thing and, and just kind of examine it, I know that, you know, we were advised by our coach some time ago this idea of becoming known, liked, and trusted and say it. in a marketing yeah. track. Like that's about yeah. connecting with consumers or connecting with your would-be customer, client, mm-hmm. whatever, is get to the place where you're known, liked, and trusted. So for me, the way I think about that for you and I is I hope that we've spoken enough to enough people in enough places and we say it privately the same thing we say publicly, which is that people can hopefully reach the point where they trust when we say that we really are interested in the success of dealers and, and ultimately their consumers too, that, mm-hmm. that we hope that people get to the place where they just trust that we're genuine and authentic in that. Mm-hmm. But again, today's not so much about us, but it's just like, now you realize, okay, so what is like, how do we view trust? And so I asked the question, for example, and, and I think this conversation really can, you know, it matters beyond our buy here, payer segment. Obviously, you and I spend our days working inside the buy here, payer industry. So a subset of the automotive space, subset of the finance sector of automotive. Mm-hmm. And that's a segment that is often viewed as predatory, right? Untrustworthy. Yeah. The word unscrupulous car dealers have been mm-hmm. movies made. I mean, you know, there's just there's a perception of the used car industry. And so we're aware. We're, we're keenly mm-hmm. aware of the image and, you know, what some people in the political arena would call optics, like we're aware of mm-hmm. the optics. And so for me, that starts to become, you know, a difference between what we say and what we do. And that can be as dealers, but that can be for any of us as mm-hmm. vendors and, and, you know, providers in the space is, is it's what you say and what you do. Do they align? Are you, mm-hmm. are you consistently doing what you say is important to you, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's where, and I think this is when I look at this from the vendor perspective as dealer, as a former dealer myself, and as having been to these conferences and kind of looking through the dealer's eyes, I'm thinking, you know, dealers are smarter than they sometimes <laughs> seem to get credit for being mm-hmm. right. And mm-hmm. I think they, they see things. And, and so they form their own opinions about, you know, what and whom they trust. And so it's been an interesting evolution, uh, you know, as we've kind of watched that to see, because I think for today, we want to really talk about what, what does form whatever, let's pick a dealer in, you know, middle, middleville, Indiana. How does that person go about forming trust? I, I want to, um, uh, before we kind of go into some of the notes that we have, just let you all know that this is, Season one, episode mm-hmm. one of we're going to be talking about this um, on and in, in White Hat way 
about trust, truth about trust. That will be the the um, series name, truth about trust. And throughout the series, we're going to be bringing people in that will will be talking about um, uh, whether or not they're trusted in by their consumers, um, what it is that they've done that's helped to create that level of trust. Um, uh, businesses that they work with that they trust what created that level of trust with mm -hmm. them and so we're gonna we're gonna be getting a lot of real life examples and other things that we can bring into this the the conversation because it really occurred to us yesterday how important this topic is and this is this is like human mm -hmm. topic this is a human topic about trust and we're going to be encapsulating it in the business world. Um, but trust is something that it just, it really, it really navigates us through our day um, in, in all of our interactions, who we choose to interact with, who we choose not to interact with, um, all of, you know, all of those things, who we choose to do business with, who we choose not to do business with. Um, it's, it's who we, who we feel um, like we want to engage with in an alley as mm -hmm. you're walking towards a store or something that there's trust is a thing that we see that is, is um, there's, there's a, a just in humaning in society, all of that, that trust is something that um, uh, there's a lack of in a lot of ways, but we're just talking about, we're going to start in our encapsulated in business and knowing that we work in an industry that has a high level of distrust, right? Um, that, that level of distrust is from, like Jim said, the optics looking in and that there's a high level of distrust, distrust from the business owner looking out mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so, you know, let's, we, we really wanted to just kind of dive in about what are the things that, that, uh, trust, what are, what is trust about and, um, you know, how, when it's lost and, and, you know, how it's earned and should it just be given and all those kind of things. So. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, for today, it was mostly about framing the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I told Michelle, look, there's so much to talk about here. We, we, might, we try to keep be. it typically to 30 minutes. We might run a little long today because there's just a lot to kind of introduce. Mm -hmm. but I think going forward on this subject, you can expect us to bring speakers from outside and get their perspective on mm -hmm. the thing. But we think it's a really relevant topic for the used car industry. And we know that, you know, what we'll talk about here will apply to other industries, but certainly it's, it's thinking about creating some level of trust. And for us, there's a, there's a marketing element to that. How do we connect with the consumers? How mm -hmm. do we get the consumer to get to trust us? Because we did a poll. I went back and looked up the results from a poll we did in February. So I did it in two, two buy here, pay here groups. At least I found the results in two groups. Mm -hmm. One was the, it's a real success in the car biz, which is going to have some independence mm -hmm. and some buy here, pay here. Mm -hmm. And we had 80 responses. Well, well, okay, go ahead. Yeah. The, the poll was, in fact, I can read the question. Let me yeah. just get the phrasing right. Um, does being trusted as a dealer translate into more sales? Yes or no. So simple question. Mm -hmm. Does being trusted as a dealer translate into more sales? And in the buy here, pay here group. The success. The buy here, pay here success group. 96 out of 97 said, yes, it does. That, um, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty, you know, it's, it's and like a predominant. Group, yeah. The other group that also includes independent retail dealers who are not buy here, pay here. We had 80 respondents on the poll in that particular group and 78 out of 80 mm-hmm. said, yes, yes, it does translate to sales. So we know that trust is, um, you know, it's going to be a thing. So yeah, George said something that I just talked about this morning. Um, you know, trust is earned. Distrust is earned is what he said. It's like, there's, um, and I think George is mostly talking about the, the used car industry and the perception of the used car industry. Some of that, you know, folks out there create some level of distrust be, by their actions mm-hmm. or their, you know, their language or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we know that can happen. I think what we're tr- really trying to identify today is like, how do we measure trust? Like, how do we gauge trust? How, you know, and think about it for yourself. Like what, what measuring stick do I use to make mm-hmm. a determination? One of the things that came up is, you know, in this, is the idea of becoming known, liked, and trusted. Is that a progression? Like, you know, somebody first, you need to know them to be able to trust them, I think. But do you build a, do you need to like them in order to build to trust them? I think that's an interesting thing to explore as well. But either way, if you develop some level of trust, like how does that happen? How did you, how do you come to trust somebody? So if you're tuned in here, you can throw your, your comments in there, but how do you, what, what happens? I think, I, I think that, uh, that known and trusted are two really strong. I mean, they're, they're the strong side of the elements of everything of, mm-hmm. of all of that. The liked part is like, oh yeah, I'll follow you kind right. of it, it's yeah it's it's um it's like i enjoy this person i like this person i know this person and i trust this person now i i read this thing recently i was telling you about it last night that it um and it was completely uh came at a, d- a different time we, before we'd even talked about this topic where it was talking about how um how we uh Oh my goodness! I need more. It? I lost it. It's oh, gone. No. Oh no! Menopause. It, it won't come back. You <laughs> it it will. Menopause? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It was about. Uh, continue on, and oh. I'll, I'll I'll come back around to what caffeine. it was. She yes. Caffeine, Trust is crucial there. to every, everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's from Shelley. Good morning, Shelley. So yeah, I think um, that's been an interesting thing for me. Is like I, I've always kind of lumped trust mm-hmm. in the same in, as being in the same vein as respect. Yeah. And for me respect is one of those things that you just earn. You don't show up, you don't walk in the room and meet somebody for the first time and have some degree of respect. You got to earn mm-hmm. that somehow. You don't just show up and demand. I remember respect. what it was. Oh, good. Thank okay. you. Welcome back. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you've got like two people that you work with intimately and may I, I, this might've been something uh, that I read in buy here, pay here boardroom or something. I'm not sure. But it's like if if you if you had two people, one that you know you worked with, and one that was like uh, they told you as it was, a little bit hard to listen to, crass, whatever. They may not be the easiest person to listen to, but they get the job done. Do you trust them to get it done? For the most part, you know, it's like yeah, you're you're gonna trust. You may not like them, mm-hmm. but you trust that it's gonna get done. And mm-hmm. then there may be someone that you really like. But they make promises, they overpromise, they underdeliver things, you know, all of that. Does that is you you like them, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like, no, I really don't trust that this is going to get done the way that it should. So mm-hmm. it was it was kind of an interesting way of of looking at um trust 
trust is something that people can look past liking someone right. to experience trust. Yeah. So this is among the things that we will examine. And, and mm -hmm. obviously in our used car industry, we'll, we'll dig into it. And, and I look forward to talking to vendors about this. We can talk to dealers mm -hmm. about it. Um, heck, there are, there are people that we um, kind of have in our circle, you know, whether they're coaches or other you know, folks, because there are some coaches that we follow just on a social mm -hmm. media level that talk some about these things and especially as it relates to leadership. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we think about managing our own business and being leaders, because, you know, leaders being a good leader and being a good manager, you know, they're not necessarily the same thing. We mm -hmm. hope that we can incorporate good leadership into our managers, mm -hmm. but, but really it's, a, it's a, about how trust factors into good leadership. You guys are also going to get to know uh, our new CEO, Jerry Martinez, who's done a lot of training in some, really big corporate, you know, environments. And so and, you're going to enjoy hearing yeah. him talk about, you know, leadership training and how, you know, how he has developed his own leadership skills as somebody mm -hmm. who was, you know, a commander of 50,000 plus, you know, people. I thought it was a hundred and something thousand people, but Maybe yeah. The, mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like the, the, the idea is that when you're, when you're responsible for that and you, you need to affect, you know, be an effective mm -hmm. leader in that. So how does that come into play? Mm -hmm. But really, I think trust is going to be a big one. And and so I think as we look at this, and obviously it's a, it's an anchor point for us in our White Hat Way teachings. Like when we mm -hmm. think about what is White Hat Way, we think we have to get to this place where people can trust that our, our word is good, you know, that mm -hmm. it means something. And we have to establish that, I think. So kind of what George is talking about is yeah. the thing about we have, if it's got to be earned and it can be lost, you know, we know that thing about once we lose trust in our community or mm -hmm. with a particular customer, how do we, how do we go about regaining that? Because it is essential. It's essential to do business. People aren't going to do business with you and you're not going to do business with others that you don't trust. Yeah. yeah. Um, and part of the, the hard part and one of the reasons why we don't have um, in our industry have such a great optic looking in is because they, a lot of people don't have a choice okay. and they don't trust us. Yeah. They don't, they, yeah, they, they don't trust that, that it's, they just don't trust that you have their best interest at heart. Yeah. And I would also ask um, you and you use the word heart. Like ah, I'm interested. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I'm interested in the piece about, and I asked the question out on LinkedIn just this morning, and I look forward to sharing it on There's not a lot of answers, but it's an inter It's just kind of it's interesting. Yeah, me. well, it's a late deal, and we don't, mm -hmm. you know, LinkedIn as a business platform, there are very few dealers over yeah. on LinkedIn, but really we're just asking the question, do we think of trust as being a matter of the head or is it a matter of the heart? Because when you use the word heart just now, I'm thinking, you know, when you say is somebody's heart in the right place? Mm -hmm. Their heart is, what do you mean by that? If you say they're, we think their heart is in the right place. They have very good intentions to get this done or okay. to do the thing or to. Does that to, mean that you feel like you can trust their intentions? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good place to start, right? Mm -hmm. So now we move into the action side of it, but mm -hmm. it's there, like. There really are heart and head. There's straight and squiggly lines to this question I about so trust. Too. You know, I think mm -hmm. of trust for me, I think of trust as more of a matter of a heart. Yeah. Like I think, I feel like I can be better trusted. If people see that I'm coming from a heart place, like I really genuinely care about the success of the person that I'm working with. 
So whatever level that mm -hmm. is, if people can see, I genuinely care, isn't that going to contribute to their level of trust in me? In terms well, of let me ask you, it's, I, and I think about uh, Mr. Brandis and, um, you know, I've, I've said so many times that, uh, that um, I really appreciate how he tells story and he tells the story every time something is sold or every time someone gets a referral or a payoff, whatever, he takes a picture and he tells a story about, um, about the person and, um, that learning about someone, you know, learning to getting to know them, um, and knowing their heart, um, that helps Tommy step into trust too. Um, and you know, he's, he talks about spiraling up or spiraling down. So it's like, you know, it, their heart's in the right place and they're, they're doing the stuff and they're doing the actions. They may have had bad actions in the past, but I'm going to trust this. I'm going to trust that their heart is in the right place and they're really trying. They're really working towards something better. Um, that I think is a, is a beautiful example to me of, of like in, in our business of, in order to get to the point where we trust someone's intentions, we have to ask questions. We have to understand more about them. We have to, it's it, because if you keep trust just on straight lines, well, they've had a repo. Okay. That's a straight line thing that it's like, all right, we're in an industry that people are going to have repos. They had a bankruptcy. Okay. There are people that have bankruptcies. And, and so are we going to, tick them off because they have this and the, this, or are we going to sit down and we're going to listen to them and, you know, listen to what's happening in their world and, and why they landed here because it matters. It matters. People want to, people want to, um, want to feel like they're, they are known, you know, this is, this is my situation. And I think that you kind of learn, um, to navigate through sometimes it's like, this is a downward spiral story. This is an upward spiral story. Kind of like what, what, what Tommy looks at is like, did they just lose their job? You know, you might look at that a little bit differently. Are they, did they just move out of their parents' house? That might be looked at a little bit differently. It's like, learn their story. Learn if you can trust, uh, you know. That I think this is an interesting line to talk about, mm -hmm. especially in the context of trust, because as I hear you talk about that, I hear the attorneys over there squirming from a compliance standpoint, like that's mm -hmm. not, that's not objective. And mm -hmm. they're asking us at the CFPB level and with our underwriting to be more objective and be more consistent in our decision-making. So what you're doing there is step, and it's fine. Like, I think it's what dealers do, frankly, they're, they're, they're looking at whatever information they need to trust their gut. And I think at the end of the day, they're the business owners. They're the ones with, it's their money they're putting on the line. So I think it's an interesting thing to navigate in the years to come. And in terms of, of course, we're, we're advocating for dealers to be compliant, you know, be compliant. Uh, I think it's also interesting in the, in the buyer payer space, like, that's the part that you have to navigate that subjectivity, objectivity. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to get to the place where we can have some level of trust in this customer that we're about to finance, even though their credit report indicates they haven't shown a lot of financial responsibility in the past, but they're asking me to provide them financing. I want to help. Mm -hmm. I have to develop some level of trust here. And by the way, the trust goes both ways for the customer and the dealer. We got to, you know, 
it's that's the way in my way trust works like you know if it can't be one-sided for too long or you know that that doesn't that doesn't work so it's um it's an interesting thing to try to figure out and uh i I use the word compliance and here comes tyler simmons so yeah so i didn't when the heart is in the right place the communication and communication is open and honest that can be true now, even if other things reflect that this is not the case in the past. Yeah. So, so that's a kind of touching on the thing about, you know, reestablishing trust, even though maybe we lost it or there hasn't been true in the mm-hmm. past. And that that's absolutely true. And I think, um, you know, people say it and it gets a little cliche in our industry. The idea people put on their business cards, we care more about your future than your past. Well, that's easy to say we were our tendency sometimes to distrust based on what we see in a credit report or the application about the background, right. Of the customer Mm -hmm. that we're, that sits before us. But I think it's, like I say, that's a tricky one and it'll be a a fun one to explore as we move forward here, this, this subjectivity, objectivity line and, and how much can we, you know, bring gut and trust into the, you know, that's another thing we were talking about is it, it is trust a matter of the head or the heart or is it gut, mm-hmm. right? Like what, what is it? Like sometimes we meet people and we have a good feeling, we have a good connection and there's some on gut, some gut level, we feel comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's an interesting thing. And so, you know, uh, Michelle and I can, um, we can kind of dabble in the, the, the woo woo, the mystical, if you will. And so you can start to think about things in an energetic level, you know, you meet people and you have a good feeling about them. You feel good. You connect with them on a level that, you know, people read body language. Is, is that a real thing? Like, you know, what are we, what are we using there to develop some level of trust? Or you have a just this gut feeling. It's like, I don't want to, and there's no story. There's no reason why when yeah. there's people that you meet that it's like, there's just no reason why that yeah. you would distrust them. That actually kind of brings another little element, if that's okay, um, is that uh, trust, when we're talking about trust with, with, um, just in general, um, do we distrust because the entity, the business, the person has given us good cause to distrust them? Mm-hmm. Or do we distrust because they come from a group or a, a, a sector or we've had bad experiences with other people like that or whatever? So are we bringing in past experience and past fears of being you know, like you lost my trust and applying it to this. Now, or, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you lose my trust or did, are you in a group that has lost my trust? Yeah. It's, or you, you yeah. do appear to come from a group. Because if, if, if we lose trust in our customers, because they're part of a group that we should not be doing by your <laughs> Amen. Right. Um, so, but I mean, it's, it's like, do you, but they, that's how it kind of comes towards us. It's like, um, sorry, Steve. Uh, a lot of people are like, I don't trust attorneys. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. there's a lot of really great attorneys out there that are trustworthy, but obviously you've had experience or have, have, um, uh, yeah, you had experience or have been exposed to other people's experiences with attorneys. Sure. LOL, you guys. Your gut. Your gut can tell, be telling you no, even if underwriting is telling you yes. 
to me, that is the risk of the industry. Yeah. And so let's, let's invite Tyler on to uh, talk about this subject one day. And and the reason for those Mm -hmm. who don't know Tyler in West Texas, he's, you know, sitting in a sales manager chair. He's also on the board in TIAD. In Texas, about to be, Mm -hmm. about to be confirmed in in July. So at their conference coming up in a week or two here. But uh, so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, Part of the perspective that Tyler would bring, he's mm-hmm. been the compliance designated yeah. his operation and very much involved in underwriting. So it'd be an interesting one to talk about, you know, these things, certainly in an underwriting context. But I think for us, I'm, I'm trying to keep trust on, the, on a broader level in terms of, you know, what what is that lens? Like, as you talked about that, it's like, what is the what what fear are we using to is to, your distrust based in fear? Yeah. What what lens are we using? Mm-hmm. What filters are we using? What is driving any level of distrust? Where is it coming from? And so I think we all think about that in terms of, you know, and I think about in my own life experience, I've had people that, you know, if you ask them, they might say they don't trust me. Well, is that because of something real or is it because of a miscommunication? Did mm-hmm. I really, was my intention really to, to do something to cause me to be distrusted? Uh, you know, so it's an interesting thing. We all kind of navigate that. We, we live with the idea that some people trust us, others don't. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to mm-hmm. explore. And I think especially for Michelle and me, there's just so many angles and elements mm-hmm. on this. Because really again, is. the marketing piece for us is we're, we're asking dealers to get more comfortable. <laughs> I'll just say it. Dealers, we're asking you to stop selling used cars uh-huh. and start getting to the place where you can tell your story, let people get to know you, start selling yourself more. And, 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 and when I say sell yourself, it's let people get to know you. If you're somebody who can mm-hmm. be trusted as an asset in your community, we let people get to know you. So this is why trust factors in for us in the marketing track. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's how you go forward and, and tell your authentic story and connect with people and, yeah. and become known, liked, and trusted. Well, and, and when you kind of think about there's, there's an element of when, when, a loan's going along and the car breaks down and they don't reach out to you about the car having broken down and then they end up repoing the car and going somewhere else. What was missing? Mm -hmm. What was missing was trust to talk to you and that a resolution would be found. Mm -hmm. They don't trust that a resolution can be found with this car or with this dealership. So they go somewhere else because they just, they just don't trust that it's going to happen. So that's an element of trust that it's, that as we, as we move forward with our customers, that we start, we learn to develop or that we, right. they, we cultivate that level of trust and it's through education. It's through, um, you know, there's a, and showing up uh-huh. when there is, a, when there is an issue, when there is a problem showing up, being available, let's work through this. We can work through this together. Um, uh, and, and that's how you cultivate trust with once they're in, I mean, you can cultivate trust to have them sign the dotted line, but how do you cultivate that trust? So when there is a problem that they make a choice to talk to you. Yeah. And so I think, um, I want to introduce, cause we had a, a fun conversation on Friday. We don't mm-hmm. need to say who, but we, we enjoyed spending some time with a dealer who, um, is a trusted member of their community. They're well known in their community. And I would say that, you know, we had fun socializing this idea because one of the things we are moving forward with, with White Hat Way is this idea of um, being able to go into a market, 
mm-hmm. and drive White Hat Way as the brand with with a I'll call it a partner dealer. Mm-hmm. And 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 while we don't say we don't have to go out and say this is a dealer you can trust, you can go out and say this is a dealer who subscribes. This is a local business who subscribes to these White Hat practices. Here's what White Hat Way is about. And now you tell them mm-hmm. here's what White Hat Way is. And so the you can imagine if a consumer is seeing that, you could say, okay, I see what this dealer claims to stand for, right? Mm-hmm. They claim in their advertising to stand for this. Now, if I see other things, organic posts, if I meet them, a f- friend or my coworker goes down and meet them, is the experience consistent with what they have claimed to be? Right. Mm-hmm. So our actions, you know, we've all heard the thing about actions speak louder than words. In this case, we want the actions to match the words. And mm-hmm. that, like, let's just make sure that, you know, now we can now we can help people understand that we can put a put a label on it, put an identity around mm-hmm. it. Like this is we're not saying here's a dealer you can trust. The consumer will make draw their own conclusion. We're just simply able to go forward and say, here's here's what this dealer subscribes to. They've adopted these practices. And so when you list those practices and say, that's, that sounds like somebody I can feel good about. Let me mm-hmm. go talk to them and find out if they really operate that way, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so this is kind of part of what I think you're going to see us continue to do with the white hat way brand. And uh, so that's why we think it's also important as a brand. And I think it's why trust, you can easily see how trust is an anchor in all of that, mm-hmm. you know, that, for the consumer to buy into that, they've got to see that, oh, this dealer is genuine. They really, they really mean that. Like this stuff is truly important to them. And now yeah. it's like everything runs through that lens, you know, all of it kind of, you know, is, is filtered through that, that particular, you know, uh, thought process. And so it's like, uh, it's a way for us to drive that forward. And so that's why trust, you know, it just becomes a thread for us that I mm-hmm. think is just so important for us to flesh out. Let's think about how, let's find out how dealers think about it. Let's find out how consumers think about it. And, and let's, let's, let's try to identify it and let's, let's talk about it. I think that's the main thing is let's mm-hmm. get comfortable talking about it and figuring out how do we, how do we become more trusted amongst our consumer base out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is where we we're just going to use this platform to lead the conversation, like invite people to the conversation. Yeah. So one of the things we're going to be doing when we bring people in, and I I don't think that I um, as we bring people that are in the industry, out of the industry, business owners, entrepreneurs, people that are out there, you know, uh, working with customers, and you know, talking to them about are you trusted with your consumer. Mm-hmm. And how did you build that trust? Right. Um, and and getting to like, what did you do that helped build that trust? Because I think that there's going to be nuggets, regardless of whether or not it's it's in the industry, out of the industry. We're also going to be asking them: Are is there a business that you work with that you trust, mm-hmm. and why do you trust them? Right. What is it that What is it that about that business arrangement that you trust them? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's kind of like the B two B and B2C kind of thing. It's like, let's talk about how, how, how we develop trust and how we, um, uh, how we, uh, earn trust. Yeah. And I think, you know, we just did this big enterprise value, um, event in March and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. ahead to, it's one thing to trust the people, Mm -hmm. right? So you pick a company and say, I know the people, I trust the people. 
it's a different thing to be able to say, I trust the brand. Okay. So from an enterprise value standpoint, we're, we're going to certainly be working to help our clients get to the place where yeah. people can trust your brand, whatever you stand for, <laughs> that even when you're not in the building, yeah. right. Well, and it's, it, trust it's the, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 thing that shows that um, when we talk to America's Car Mart, who you know they they will buy dealerships, is how are they known? What's their connection with their customer, and what's their connection with their community? Yeah, that's that's like that's what it all boils down to for I, them. I wish is I had it to share. But what? The- yeah, how, what is their connection with their customer, and what is their connection with their community? Yeah. Outside of their customer, what is their connection with their community? That is about trust building. Yeah, and you, we've talked about that a couple of times. We've had Steve Taylor with America's Car Mart mm-hmm. on, and uh, you can find that episode when we wrote an IADA. We recorded one evening with um, with Steve Taylor and mm-hmm. Keith Hagler, yeah. and we talked a little bit about that. I won't be able to find it quickly enough, but the back of their business card is oh, yeah. very telling. It's amongst the words, I hope I'm quoting this right. It's like a list of three or four things, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, here's who we are. Like, this is, you know, it's a quick thing about our our mission, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And amongst the things that are on there is is compassion. Like, it's really a company with a hundred and some odd locations and buy here, pay here. And their business card is, includes the limited amount of space. And you're going to choose the word compassion to represent Mm -hmm. your company that's that's starting to get somewhere with like but is it really true now the question is you know you visit the operation i think based on our experience with america's car mart they they certainly live their culture it starts from the top with them they seem to to live it and embody it and so it's an interesting and beautiful thing but you know putting on your business card is like this is who mm-hmm. we are. This is who we strive to be every day. And it doesn't matter if you're a salesperson on the front line in a dealership in Kentucky or you're, you know, the CEO. It's like mm-hmm. you, from the top to the bottom, you're trying to make sure that this is this is who we are. And so that's about becoming trusted. You know, that's about mm-hmm. becoming, uh, you know, trusted as, a, as, as what you and I call an asset to the community. And so it's just an interesting thing to explore in our used car industries. How do people go about creating trust for me, part of that is just making trust deposits, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't build it overnight. You got to earn it. So there's a, it's going to be like I say, an ongoing conversation. We're going to be reaching out to people and bringing them to this truth about trust. Let's, let's break down the, the, the real pieces of trust and how it can help us in the used car industry. And probably it'll help us in other parts of our life as well. Absolutely. Right. Hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. Um, uh, like I said, it's going to be kind of the, first of many mm-hmm. season one episode one the truth about trust and uh so it, we might not it may be a few weeks before you see another one but yeah. we're going to start bringing this to a real center point sure. to a focus uh, on the conversation and uh, today's episode let's see we're july 12th don't wait if you're interested in that september event yeah get a message to me you can Absolutely. find me on facebook whatever get a message to me let's talk Thanks. all right guys have a great rest of your day Thanks for joining. We'll talk to y'all later.